When I joined the club three years ago, I went to Tottenham for the first time. Wow. I mean, it's, that's a cathedral of rugby, that is. What, what a stadium that is. The Red 78 with Alan Quinlan and Neil Briggs. Subscribe to the rugby channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. I need to have some of the weight taken off my shoulders for the last you know hour or so because the text that came in off the back of Jerry Thorny's piece with the Sarah and Wednesday in that rugby, um, this was originally supposed to be just, I guess, a jumping off point for our conversation as a whole about the week's rugby and uh, we're going to go more in depth, I guess, on the Damien Delende stuff, but um, the, the, the crowd and the atmosphere issue around the Aviva Stadium is one that propped up uh, in the wake of the last Six Nations game against Scotland it was again uh, reignited by Jerry's piece in the Times this week again now tonight uh, by Jerry coming on the show so loads of texts coming in and thank you so much for them so far 53106 for 30 cents if you want to get involved tonight and you can tweet us as well at Off The Ball um, there a lot of them are along the same lines uh, you might imagine uh, first one says totally agree good man Jerry Thornley about time this is highlighted regarding the atmosphere problem and the problem of uh, frequent drinkers in um, the Aviva Stadium I go to Crow Park a lot says one texter and it always bemuses me the amount of people who stand in the bar area watching the match on telly even though they've paid for a ticket and can watch the match uh, just outside I've for real that. for real I've done that you mentioned before you've I've done this for through the window you know in the premium section <laughs> <laughs> but you're not really getting a good sense of the game. What there. are you doing with premium level tickets? Is all I want to know. Uh, you can go. Do you know where I've gone? Like to um, look. I'm I'm broadly in favour of this. By the way, we'll get into bigger discussions. But I'm just saying we've all done it. I think there's a lot less problem with you standing if you're not interested in what you're doing. I think you're causing a lot less hassle to everybody else if you are standing in the bar watching the game on TV. Hmm. It's not great for the overall atmosphere or the look of the game. Like you know, it doesn't. You don't want the stadium to look like Wembley after half time. <laughs> the Club Wembley seats the Club Wembley facing seats the camera, right in yeah. front of the camera but at the same time I've gone to All-Ireland Club Finals where I might be more interested in one of the games than the other but I'm still there I'll still go out for the, the championship minutes but uh, you know, I just ultimately you're out maybe on the old days on Paddy's Day for a few drinks with your friends who may have varying levels of interest. I don't see a major, major problem with it. Yeah, Arthur, we're doing it for all games. Arthur, you're a man for a feed of points during the rugby, aren't you? <laughs> no, I've never really been to a game of rugby. Have you not? No, not really. <laughs> wow, this is quite a revelation out of nowhere. You can step out if you just want us to carry on the conversation. <laughs> but I, you know, I just I don't. It all seems to feedback for the Six Nations thing. I presume it just all feeds back to the fact that like. A lot of the people there aren't fans per se. There's not a little bit of a jolly. It's it's a weird one because I would agree with that in the sense that, and it, and it was a point I raised with Jerry there during Wednesday night rugby. I said that I was in the neutral section because I had two small kids with me at the at the FAI Cup final. So it being the neutral section, you have people who weren't necessarily vociferous fans of either club. They're mixing. They might be just neutrals in the very real sense of the word. So they mightn't have that much of an engagement in the game. So we'll be happier to, you know, get a, a feed of pints on board and, and go out and come back and kind of dip in and out of the matches as they saw fit. And, and that's fine, but it, you have to realise that it does disturb the match-going experience yeah. of other people. So, but again, that takes away my point of people raise this argument that people going to rugby are more well-heeled and therefore yeah. don't really care about what's unfolding on the pitch. And I don't think, I think there's, certainly you can make the correlation that people who are more well-heeled can buy 100 euro tickets for things. But I think people's engagement... And 100 in, euro points. And 100 euro points as well, yeah. But I think people's engagement of things doesn't correlate necessarily to how much they paid for the tickets. It's to the general engagement. That's a far harder thing to gauge um, of, of how they relate to things that are going on on the pitch. And that's not necessarily a money thing. That's not a background thing. That's not a no. class thing. It's just how that relates. And it, it's a very... You can't police that. 
So you're saying it's a rugby problem? No, it's not. No, I'm saying, saying, I'm saying, it's, I'm saying yeah. it's the opposite. I'm saying this this is across the board. This is just an engagement thing. If you're neutral, if you're not really engaged, what's going on the pitch, you're going to find another way to entertain yourself. And that is having a chat. That is, and but it's, the it's same also the culture around games, let's face it. So, I mean, it's like, look, I mean, we go to GEA games, we go to football games, as you mentioned. I've been to FAI Cup finals yeah. regularly as a neutral. I would always be a neutral at FAI Cup final. I don't have a team. And I've enjoyed them, but I've drank my way through them. Like, yeah. they're social occasions. And that's what, look, an awful lot of Irish people see a day out as a day out. It might have a focal point of being a match. It might have a focal point of being a concert. Whatever it is, you're going out. And a lot of people are doing it to go and drink. I From an early hour until you finish. And there's an element... I've, you wouldn't suggest that people at GEA games have this particular reputation, but that's because you're not drinking, and this goes to Jerry's point, this is because you're not drinking during the game because you're not allowed to bring it out. Yeah. I've been to games where I can't get people up the road. You'll talk about going to the minor match, that's out the window from a very early, and then you're like, lads, we're going to miss the actual <laughs> throw-in, and you're, you want to stay with the people. The typical, Dublin, the typical Dublin thing of, that I had the reputation for. Dublin had the reputation it, for it, and it's completely unfair. It's because they filled one massive terrace in Crow Park on yeah. their own. It's everyone. It's everyone. I've been to, I remember Cork playing Kilkenny one time and I was at a Clare match that was on after and I couldn't get up the bridge in Turles because the entire, first of all, why was everybody leaving the game before another All-Ireland quarterfinal is another question. But ultimately, why was I so late going? Because I couldn't get my cousins at the time to go to the game. They just wanted to have their drinks. But when they're there, they've got an hour to kill. They've got an hour and a half to kill and they're going to watch the game because what else are they going to do? You know, and that's the difference. And that's why, look... We always we had these discussions for years. Oh, why do we trust rugby fans and why why do we not trust you know why do we not trust football supporters and so on and so forth? Well, maybe you know it should go the other way. Like you know, and you don't want to be a prohibitionist, prohibitionist as he says. You're the beer baron, is what you're exactly. You know, you don't want to be for the sake of it, but for the sake of like you know, there's an event on there that we're that is the centerpiece of what we're doing. And I'm sorry, but I've been at so many rugby games listening to, or watching exactly what Jerry's talking about, and it's a pain in the arse. You said it was a pain in the arse at the FAA Cup final. It's not sports-specific, but it is, a, it is a problem. I think people's bemusement of it, and I, I, I'd use that word because I think that's what people... There's a couple who, of texts in there that people yeah. from, from not from Ireland, they were just like, what is going on here? Well, yeah. But people, it, I think what, when it becomes an issue is that clearly the rugby tickets cost a chunk of change. Yeah. So then if they have cost a chunk of change and you have paid... 200 quid for two of you to be there or more people will wonder why have you paid 200 quid to not pay attention to the thing you're paying 200 quid for that's it's bizarre but there's lots of text in 5306 as I say is the number and this one in from Owen as, who asks could it be that rugby is just boring and people need stimulation to enjoy a game uh, also a lot of people attending these games are only there for the photo opportunity and refer to the game as ruggers which would <laughs> put you off the game Arthur, did good. you send this in Screen these for God's sake, Arthur. <laughs> Screen these. Uh, but it's, you know, it's it, the people there aren't rugby fans. Arthur was the one who typed it in. So I well, he's never been to a rugby game, so it <laughs> won't be surprised me. Thinks they but all like, say ruggers. I went to, th- like, I, like, I don't know. It was the last match I was at, funny enough, was in Talas or Sligo Rovers playing Shams. Right. And nobody moved around. It's because you can't get a drink. Well, there's that, but like, and there's just, but people. Well, like, it was very <laughs> invested in what's going on around you. Like, that's, <laughs> I'm not going out to Talas for the crack. I'm not like you know, like a long old journey. No comment. But like, do you know what I'm thinking? It's just kind of I I don't get that. I don't I, I get no. the events side of things, but like that's not really what you're. That's something different from from I don't want to say passion, but your support. You know, you don't even if you go to a gig, like you even you know something. You're not 
veering off every now and again. I don't want to miss anything in the cinema. Like if you're in, you're in. Cinema is one thing. I think gigs actually very similar. I think gigs, lot, gigs are very you know, similar. A yeah. lot of twenty percent of the people will be up and down to the bar the whole way Jeez. through. Everybody else will stay there. Those twenty percent make a lot of disruption. Yeah. You know, and I think I can verify that because I'm a staging post for most people. They know that because I'm the tall bloke. Oh, they came in by me, or that their mate is just near them. So they'll walk by me, behind me, in front of me, just because. Uh, I came in by the six foot five lad. You mentioned bringing the kids to the cup final, right? That's mm. why you wanted to be in the neutral section. I think it's not in the kids, but the type of fan who often is a, a, a kid who's really into sport, who want to get in an hour before kickoff and sit in their spot and not move again until after the game and sit there and read every word of the programme and just be there and watch and take in every single yeah. thing. They're the victim of this, you know what I mean? We have to remember that as well. There's a, there, there'll be a conversation here about, say, oh, the crack police, you know, nobody wants anybody to enjoy themselves. So we, want the, we want people who are there to enjoy what's actually, what they're paying into, to actually have that experience and not have to stand up or have these eejits in the way. And look, let's face it, by the time they're doing it in the second half and they've been in four or five times and they've got the tray with four points in them, they're taking a little bit longer and they're being a little bit louder doing it and they're stopping in the middle and they're having a look and they're in the wrong row and they haven't figured out where they are, and they're chatting to Tiernan two rows behind. I'm on the wrong row, Tiernan. You know, how have I done this again? Um, well done, Jerry, for bringing this up, says one texture. Can people just watch the match in the pub if they just want to drink the pints in the winter and the Aviva would freeze you anyway? Uh, plus, oh, they yeah, go straight through you. Points. They go straight through you in that way there too. You'd be up and down to the Jackson after that. Everyone would be happier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I took my father and my son to his first rugby match with his two grandfathers for the Wales Under-20 match in Musgrave Park this year. Great atmosphere, lots of families, but a bunch of clowns who had no interest turned up behind us 20 minutes into the game, then chatted away, uh, drinking, driving us mad. Then they disappeared at halftime and never returned. Uh, Richie, the Aviva is now full of spectators, not supporters. Totally different experience than the old Lansdowne Road. There is a comfort element to this as well. I think I brought it up before is that, you know, the more comfortable people are, the, you know, more comfortable they are and they'll sit around chatting and they won't do things that are pertinent to just looking at the game. So we, just, we need those old concrete blocks it, yeah. that we all give out about. Those be- the, the, old be- the, old, the old East yeah, Terrace. The old benches in the Cusick stand. Oh God. Yeah, no, that's no, what we no, need. No, no, we don't need them. Uh, also, I think a huge part, another texter says, of the lack of atmosphere at rugby games is because it's seen as a corporate event. Anecdotally, the only people I know that go to Ireland rugby matches are people that go through work-related events. Having been to some corporate events myself, people that are invited tend not to get too involved and are more Restraint, says one person. Yeah, that's fair enough. Actually, yeah, I, like yeah. I've seen a few people talk about the, the the corporate element of it, but I just don't know. Um, I don't know exactly, you know, what you can do about that. That's that is what it is, you know. And there are different sections of the stadium as well. Let's let's remember. Um, one thing actually about enjoyment of the game and stuff as well is is how it can be how it can affect your passion and disappointment about a result, say, if, it, if it's going against. So I remember, I talk about this match a lot, I'm sorry, but when Clare lost the All-Ireland final Here we final go. To Cork, like Al Bundy in his four touchdowns. In 2005, right? The, uh, Clare winning by five points, a couple of minutes to go, Cork All-Ireland champions, and Cork scored six points in a row to win the game by a point. They didn't even get a goal, and it was just this awful feeling. Clare were brilliant on the day. I was in Hill 16, sitting below me, were three Cork fans who I'd say looked towards the pitch twice. They were drinking little bottles of beer. They had the, they were they came in after about a half an hour, and then at the end realised that Cork had won, and then started oh up the rebels up the rebels. And I was like, it was worse than the result <laughs> because they didn't care, no. and they'd annoyed me all the way through the match anyway. And they were knocking beers over and spilling them on you and everything. You know that kind of and it was like, but like. 
you don't, you shouldn't be here. You know? I'm sorry, this, I don't know if that story is did you say that to them, Did you say that to them at the time or is this, this bothering you? This has been bothering you for years. Is, oh, yeah. I no. think the one thing we have to get out of this though is there is a piece in sending Arthur to his first rugby game and seeing what he makes of the experience. Yeah. Because, you know, if you've Where ever will been... Where we send them? Will we start off with the good atmosphere in Musgrave Park despite the Egypts who came in or will we, like, you know, just go to full-on Leinster versus uh, the Dragons... I'll ruin it, lads. I'll not be paying I'll be going up and down. Do you know what? The Leinster Connacht uh, second leg at the Aviva Stadium would actually be a good one for our tour over there. Yeah, that's next Friday night, isn't it? It's coming up already. Right, yeah. yeah. I'm busy. Ah, come on. You can't, <laughs> you can't no, constantly say that. You're working that night. I'll, I'll switch it. <laughs> Mick's in charge. He'll tell you where to go on that night. Um, but yeah, as you might imagine, loads and loads and loads of texts coming in. Totally agree with Jerry, but it's a factor of increasing attendance. In Old Thomas Park, there were fans who really understood the game, says one text, that they waited until the end, never left early, and then went for points during matches. The great atmosphere had been lost with the expansion, says that texter. Uh, I think what we're forgetting is that it's a Scotland game when it's New Zealand, England, or South African games. No one leaves their seats. Jerry did raise that yeah. point, to be fair. He says, Irish fans, supporters, uh, spectators, whatever the person wants to call them, don't wear the crown of favouritism very well. And if we are looking like we're going to blow someone like Scotland or, you know, Italy out of the water, then you can understand people's attention drifting away because the the threat level has gone from that game. You I can guess. understand it, but I think just, to, we've been kind of facetious about this, but what I meant, like, you know, is like the majority of people in there still want to watch the game, want to analyse it, want to really take it in and want to be part of the atmosphere of that game. And it is only, it's not that many people who do it. And by the way, some people who go for a point at half time might come back a couple of minutes later or whatever. That's all grand. That's grand. It's, the, it's the constant up and downers that we're talking about. What did you say? 73, 73 times 73. for that one gentleman who's 80 years of age. That can't have been kind on his hips or his knees. Yeah, definitely. That's what we're talking about, is just the, the constant in and out, you know? And look, that, that affects people's ability to create that atmosphere. Sure. That, and then they get the bad they get the bad uh, name when Jerry's given out about them. You know? There is, uh, and there's a broader point, and I think it's something we can probably touch on with Dan as well, just about fan culture in general in this country, whereby I, 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 I've said, well, I'm reading a book about Turkish football at the minute, and it kind of goes into the fan culture that is bred into people in Istanbul in particular, about whether it's split three ways between the three main sides there. I don't think that's the same in Ireland and I, and I don't well there are several reasons of, of why that is but I don't think we'll ever get to the point like Jerry was talking about the call and response name surname thing that we might get as regards team announcements it, that just doesn't happen it, it, it's kind of in, you know those kind of things are bred into into supporters and through generations you can't just flick a switch and, and suddenly it's on they wouldn't do that at the showgrounds Arthur would they? <laughs> no it's a great atmosphere in the showgrounds but not you know in terms of like in terms that of that stuff. that sort of yeah. the showmanship and all that kind of thing no, no but that's I, I I don't particularly have much time for that anyway myself but that's I suppose Arthur, that's evidence of that <laughs> Arthur won't go to a rugby match we'll definitely read that book on Turkish football when you're finished with it it's a very good book to be fair uh, um, um, <laughs> um, welcome to hell question mark um, I think it's Alan Mc, John McManus I think is the, is the author of it but there you go 